Blog Talk Radio. OVO Sound Radio. Yeah. We out of here. The dash is digi, the schedule busy, my head in a hoodie, my shorty a goodie, my cousins are crazy, my cousins like boogie, life is amazing, it is what it should be, been here for 10 but I feel like a rookie, I tell her look up cause it's snowing in tussies, well for 3 years man you can't even book me, it's me and lil baby, the shit going crazy, Weezy produced it and Weezy F made me and she held it down so she got a Mercedes, your money records, the army, the navy, it ran me 10,000, I threw it like Brady, the foreign is yellow like Tracy and Katie, I trusted my niggas, they never betray me, met all these niggas, they sweeter than Sadie, when I started out, I just took what they gave me Did all the favors, they never repaid me It worked in my favor, cause nobody Brand saved me Brand new whip, got no keys Tell them I close, no stash, please Soon as I nut, you can go, please Got M's in the bank, like, yes, indeed Cardiac glasses, I won't even Pikachu Yellow Ferrari like Pikachu I got on waiting and watching what he gon' do Tryna pee what I do, tryna steal my moves 2500 for a new pair of tennis shoes The same price I can make them young come and finish you Lawyer being charged, he a Jewish like his voodoo Real dope boy, 100,000 in his visa President's a 10 slide by, we don't see you I been getting money, I ain't worried about what he do I'm getting money like I'm from the 80s Man, Dre by the drop, man, this shit gon' go crazy They know I'm the truth, coming straight from the basement I'm straight as a squeak, man, I come from the pavement A million and hundreds, it make them go crazy Wham, 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 bitch on the baby Brand new whip, got no keys Tell them I close, no stash, please Soon as I nut, you can go, please Got M's in the bank, like, yes, indeed Me and my dog going off the way When you live like this what's up, everybody, and welcome to The nine premiere I'm Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. I'm your boy, Thomas Big T, coming to you live and direct WTXG Studios. Put your favorite, your favorite host, your favorite sports director, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nader Murphy. What's going on, Nader? What up, Big T? Back in effect, baby. Back in effect. Season 9 is going down tonight. Season 9. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It's been... It's been a big nine years for us, man. We're coming at you live and direct, giving you the hottest sports talk show on the net. We're giving it to you. So get ready. Don't trip. Because um, you asked for it, and you're going to get it. <laughs> but, man, oh, yeah, man, what's good? Sure. Man, what's good? What you do? Nothing much, man. Just been chilling, getting ready for this uh, this season, man. It's going to be a big-time season. I can feel it already. should be a good season. Um. And, man, we got a lot to prove this year, man. Like like Sean Payton said, we got to prove him right. So, man, we got a, we got a, we got a lot to prove, man. So I'm excited about this year. Just getting ready. Uh, as we all know, tomorrow's the first preseason game in Jacksonville. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. And um, just excited. How about you, Big T? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited, man. I've seen a lot of good things uh, going on at training camp. Uh, I'm just ready for football. I'm ready for football, man. We're going to talk about the Saints. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Tulane Green Wave. Also, they had their media day on Tuesday. Uh, no, Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. I'm tripping yesterday. Real good uh, real good time over at Tulane with Coach Willie Frisk. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the Pelicans signing a, a big man today. We, we got a lot of sports talk to talk about tonight. Um, if you want to call in, hit us up. If you got something on your mind, hit us up at 516 516- 513-9540. Again, that's 516-531-9540. Hit us up. Let us know what's on your mind. Hey, let's jump into it, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. Man, as we all know, tomorrow's the first Saints preseason game, like I said. 
Um, everybody's getting ready for it. It's uh, a lot of players are on the bubble. Um, a lot of players are fighting for roster spots. There's about 15 to 16 roster spots available. Um, so man, these preseason games are going to be very, very important for players who are trying to make the team. And man, you're looking at just down the line, man. You got a running back battle. You got a wide receiver battle going on right now. Um, you got uh, corners that are trying to make the team. And it's like it's crazy because, as we all know, the Saints, um, especially from previous years, you know, we always we always had pretty much good depth at wide receiver um, and running back. But, man, the cornerback position, we never had really, um, you know, a good amount of cornerbacks on the roster that were fighting for vital vital spots. So this year is very different, man. They got a lot of players out there trying to make the team. Um, tomorrow's game is going to be going to be pretty cool. You'll probably see the starters for, you know, maybe maybe two drives at most. I don't think they're going to go more than that, especially against Jacksonville and their defense because Jacksonville has a good defense. But um, it should be a good game. You know, a lot of people take um, <laughs> the preseason and be and if the Saints lose, they're like, oh man, we're going to suck the preseason. It's just preseason, guys. Calm down, but. Um, the main thing to watch tomorrow, Big T, is just to see how these players are going to, you know, adjust and, and who wants the job more, you know. Um, I went to the practice at Tulane on Sunday, and it was pretty cool. It was a, it was a good atmosphere. Um, a lot of battles, a lot of battles. I mean, that wide receiver position with Michael Floyd and, and, and Josh Huff and Brandon Tate, you know, Brandon Tate is trying to be the kick returner on the team, and Sean Payton said that kick returner is wide open um, on the team. So, man, it, it's just it's just crazy, you know. But just overall, Big T this year, going into training camp, um, you know, you 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 would think like, oh, you know, how how are they going to bounce back from that Minnesota game? How are they going to bounce back from that Minnesota game? Especially like with safety Marcus Williams. But man, it doesn't look like that's going to affect Marcus Williams going into the season because the guy has had three interceptions back-to-back-to-back on Drew Brees in practices. So he had one Sunday night at Tulane Stadium where he looked like he just was floating in the air and caught it in the end zone and ran it back for a touchdown. What was crazy, though, is the whole team was running with him, celebrating, (laughs) which was crazy. The whole sideline ran to the end zone to celebrate with him. And while Michael Thomas went there <laughs> went and tried to grab the ball so that way he don't slam the ball down. But it just shows you the competitiveness um, going into this year. You know, they're they're trying to obviously um, make a statement. Sean Payton has told the defense that, you know, hey, I get it, you guys are good, but we need to we need to create more touchdowns as far as the defense is concerned. If you look at the mm-hmm. last four years, if you look at the last four years, I think there's probably maybe five touchdowns that the defense has created. And we know the first three three of those years, the defense was really sad. Well, right. now they're starting right. to put it together. And that's where Sean Payton is looking at the stats saying, hey, let's put this defense together. We have a good defense. You guys, you know, play with swag and you guys play, you know, competitive, but hey, let's create more turnovers, but not only do that, let's score on, on the turnovers. So um, that's one goal that they have going into this year, which if they can do that, that's obviously going to, you know, help us win more games going into this year. So 
just uh, overall, man, overall, I'm just excited to see what happens with them. Um, but like I said, man, the defense is playing with a lot of swag. If you look at the last seven practices, I mean, they've been giving Drew Brees hell, and which is which is good because if our defense is giving Drew Brees hell, then when he goes into the regular season, you know, and he knows what teams are doing, that should help him out a lot. Um, but, you know, a lot of people ask me too on Twitter, like, man, don't you realize that he, Drew Brees is throwing a pick a day? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. He's averaging an interception a day at practice. So that just shows you how good our defense is and what the defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, is throwing at Brees, you know. Um, but like I said, man, the defense has definitely stepped up. We already know that. Um, you know, they had some inconsistencies last year where, especially in that Minnesota game, they started out flat that first half, um, you know, starting out flat, not scoring any points, and then, you know, then coming out and catching up and almost winning that game. But, you know, we cannot have those flat games going into this year because, you know, we have teams that, you know, our schedule is tough. I mean, just on paper, it's tough. But the good thing about it is, as we both know, Big T, the Saints always rise to the occasion against the teams. They always do. It's just always. it's just the nature. It's just the nature of the Saints, you know. The, the teams like Cleveland and, and teams like that, those are the teams to be worried about, you know, because they take those teams lightly, and then we end up losing to those teams, especially Cleveland. They've had our number – the last two, um, the last two years, you know, or the last couple of years we played them. But other than that, I mean, like I said, we'll be good on offense. Obviously, we're going to be missing Mark Ingram um, for the first four games with the suspension. But you know, the Saints have brought in running back Terrence West, Shane Vereen. Um, you know, they had Jonathan Williams. They have all of these guys on the roster that they can, um, you know, fill in for for Ingram until he gets back. But it looks like Kamara is going to be getting that 20, 20 game touch um, a, a game, 20, 20 touches a game, which he says he's ready for um, and that he, he can definitely, um, you know, manage. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. You know, you don't want him to get hurt early in the season and then you'd be like, damn, you know? Right, 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 right. We'll see how that – we'll see him manage that, but, uh, you know, the wide receiver group is loaded. Running backs are loaded. I got some of the folks who make the team. Um, and, you know, just looking overall, you know, looking at this preseason, you know, we have the Jags this week and then the Cardinals in the Dome next week. Um, should be should be interesting. We'll see what happens. But like I said, me personally, I'm not going to be watching it to be like, oh, man, the Saints defense created 10 turnovers. The defense didn't create any turnovers. It's like – I'm looking at individual players who are trying to fight for their for their lives and, and get a job. So, um, so definitely going to this pre going to every preseason like that, um, trying to watch the film and and watch the game like that. So, we'll see thoughts on on everything. Big T going in. I mean, it's gonna be very interesting, and I, I've been looking at some reports of uh, players that are on the fence. Um, and we talked about the wide receiver. You talked about the wide receivers a little bit. And um, we talk about players that are locked, basically locked into this team on this roster right now. You're looking at um, Michael Thomas, who's uh, he's a lock. He's not going anywhere as far as the wide receivers go. Uh, Traquan Smith, I think this guy, he's shown up 
in training camp, and um, he's going to make sure he's, he's a lock on this team. Um, there are a couple other players that are uh, near locks that are that, that are probably lock themselves in. Uh, Cameron Meredith, he should lock himself in, and Ted Ginn. Now, another player that I'm really – I believe that's going to make this team as a wide receiver, but he's going to play special teams, is uh, Michael Lewis. Um, Michael Lee Lewis, excuse me. He's a guy who's a special teams guy. He can come in on offense and play uh, really well. So I, I like him uh, to make this team as far as the wide receivers go. Now, Nate, let me get your opinion on these quarterbacks because we know Drew Brees is a lot. Drew Brees is not going anywhere. He's he's the franchise guy. He signed a two-year deal to, to end his career. I think hopefully he'll end his career in the next two or three years because honestly, Nate, and I, I want to get your opinion on this. Does, doesn't Drew Brees look like he's losing a little bit? He said, the thing about, he said, what does he look like, Big T? Does, doesn't he look like he's starting to lose a little bit of his, his accuracy and his long ball? Like, he, he's not throwing I mean, it really that much. I mean, he's getting older. The thing about right. it is, you know, the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie, Big T. You know, a lot of people ask that question. Numbers don't lie. You know, he's been doing really good um, every year, you know, and a lot of people look at it and say, oh, he's losing touch or he can't throw the, the you know, the ball far and things like that. But the thing is, you know, he still has it. He still has it in him. I will say this, you know, just being at training camp and um, just being at that practice and watching that practice, you can tell that he's kind of losing it just a little bit. Um, but it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's depreciating. You know, he's just maybe losing a little touch here and there. But other than that, man, the dude's still smart. He knows how to read defenses. He knows what to do. He's been in this offense for almost, what, 11, 12 years. And it's just like, man, you know, he knows exactly what to do. And you want somebody like that on your team, you know. Now, the, you know, as, as far as panicking, as far as Drew Brees is concerned, obviously I don't think there's – there's no panic on on that, but if you want to panic, let's panic on the backup situation because yeah, and I was about you know, to, and I was about to talk about that. I was just yeah, about, man, because they brought in Tom Savage. They brought in Tom Savage from the Houston Texans. Um, to you know, they always want that veteran quarterback behind Breeze, and then they still got Taysom Hill, which you know Sean Payton has raved about and said, oh, you know, we want him to take over after Breeze leaves and then retires, but. You know, that's that's where you need to panic at because, you know, it doesn't seem like Taysom Hill is going to be the heir apparent from what I've seen. Now, obviously, preseason hasn't started. That may change. But, you know, when you have a coach, when you have a, a coach taking a quarterback, a guy that's supposed to be the heir apparent to your team, and putting him on special teams, which, as we know, special teams, you can get hurt fast, you know. Um, you have him on special teams and, you know, obviously he's not playing quarterback. Obviously he can bring something else to the team. He, he can be a roster spot in the sense that he can be a quarterback and a guy who can play special teams. I get it. But at the same time, do you not? does it not seem weird that a coach is putting an heir apparent quarterback on special teams? So I don't know. I, I, to me, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. That's just my personal opinion. I don't really see it um, as far as him being an heir apparent. I don't know. 
we have to really see with this preseason what he does. But right. other than that, man, like behind them, you know, you got you got Tom Savage. Tom Savage is to me personally is 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 garbage. He's trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trash. I mean, when he came in in last year in Houston, started him over Deshaun Watson. I mean, we all saw what happened. You know, he couldn't get the ball. He couldn't get the ball to um, Hopkins. He couldn't do nothing. You know, he was really, really struggling. So, the thing is, it's like, do you go into the season with a veteran quarterback who you know really isn't all of that, or do you just go Mm -hmm. in with a guy like Taysom Hill and say, you know what, forget it. Let's, you know, let's not, let's not sign, let's cut Savage and let's put Taysom Hill behind Drew Brees. If something happens, knock on wood on Drew Brees, we'll just throw him in the fire and see what he has, you know? Right. That's what I would yeah, do. I, don't know I would rather you, I would I would rather them do that. I would rather them take Taysom Hill, right. cut Tom Savage, and then put put him in if something happens where they need to put him in. You know what I'm saying? But again, right. we still got we still got four preseason games that we need to watch and see him and see how his development has gone because we all have, also have to remember this is his second year in the system. All right, and he knows the plays now. He he probably doesn't have to think as much as he did last year, which is good. So that should be a, an advantage to him. It's over Savage because you know he has more knowledge of the playbook than Savage. Other exactly. than that, definitely has the running capability of making plays. You know, stretching plays. You know, he did it in the game at uh, Tulane. You know, he was um. You know, he was in practice. You know, holding. Out the pocket, he had one one run where he didn't find nobody open and just ran it on the sideline. I think he went for like twenty twenty something yards. So I mean, he has jets. He's fast. That dude is fast, and that's why Sean Payton put him on special teams because he's fast at his size and his weight. He's super fast, so that's why he put him on special teams. I get it. It's an advantage. So we'll see how this preseason goes, but this is going to be vital. It's going to be vital. It's just like. It's just like the last couple of years um, where they had the the quarterback, um, and I can't even think of his name right now, the quarterback that they drafted in the fourth or or fifth round, they drafted him, and they kept him on the team for two, three years to see if he was going to develop, develop, and then next thing you know, preseason comes around, and what happens? They cut him, and they cut him, you know? So that's the thing. They cut him, and and now he's not even on the football. He's not even on the NFL roster. Was it Gary so, Grayson? Gary Grayson. Yeah, Gary Grayson. Gary Grayson. So they yeah, had but, Gary Grayson for three years, and look at him. He, I don't even think he's on the NFL roster right now. So, you know, it's all going to depend on what happens in these four weeks and preseason. But other than that, you know, you definitely have to look at it and say, well, you know, if like I said, if Tom Savage comes in in preseason and is throwing interceptions left and right, he gotta go. This ain't this ain't. We're not a team where we can rely and have, you know, if something happens to Drew, we we can rely on somebody that's gonna come in and just start throwing picks everywhere. Now nah, that's not nah, that ain't gonna happen. You know, our offense is too potent for us for a quarterback to be doing that. You know. So, so look, I think we have a, I think we have a caller calling in. Yep. Let me go here. Let's see. Uh, caller, you on the air? What's your name? Where you calling from? Caller, you there? All right, no caller, no caller, no caller. I'll put you back on hold. Um, yeah, if you want to call in, oh, yeah. again, if you want to call in 
Hit us up, 516-531-9540. Hit the number one, and you can be connected to us on the show. So, look, let's let's, let's look at this. He's running back. Now, we talked about Mark Ingram being out for the first four weeks of the his uh, drug, his, whatever it was. Um, so we look at the, the running backs, uh, Alvin Kamara. Do you see Alvin being able to handle every snap, you know, getting 30 carries a game? Yes, and, and, here's, and here's the thing. A lot of people have been asking him that question. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked to him, too, but, like, question, and listen, the guy is definitely able to take take the load. I mean, when you see a guy, first of all, let, let's just rewind. When you see a guy in the off season picking up weights on his back on a, with a rack, on, a rack on his back and he's just walking mm-hmm. up the street with, with, <laughs> with weights like that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the dude is ready for anything. He trained. He trained this off season um, with this with this guy who uh, used to go to John Era. His name is Colt, and Colt has been training all these NFL players like Odell Beckham and and players like that, Mike Thomas, Kamara. Um, you know, he's been training all of these guys and training them in the sense where he's been really getting the best out of them. Meaning, you know, he's been training them in the sense that they've been pushing trucks. They've been laying on the ground with the rope and, and pulling uh, jeeps and vans and stuff like that. And I mean, he's been working out in the garage with them and just like putting them on on his workouts. The dude's like super swole. So like, you know, they they've been not only been training at the same facility, but this off season they have really brought their training to a whole nother level. Um, and also too, man, Kamara's been training in Florida you know, getting right out there, him and Mike Thomas. So, um, I mean, they've been going all over the country just working working with different trainers trying to, you know, boost their, you know, their, their training abilities and getting their bodies right. And, you know, I'm definitely not worried about Kamara getting 20 touches a game. I think with the offensive line that we have, um, you know, it's not it's not as concerning as if, we had the Buffalo Bills offensive line where you had two, where you had two offensive linemen who, who um, one retired and one departed. So it's it's not it's not like that. Pretty much the offensive line is intact from last year. Um, obviously we lost Senio Kilimente to Houston, but he was a backup anyway. So um, that isn't. I mean, hopefully it doesn't hurt us as much. As long as Toronto Armstead is healthy, we'll be good. But He's going to be – Kamara's going to be fine. I'm not worried about that. Kamara's going to be fine. Ingram will come back. He'll tote the rock with him, and then they'll go back to splitting it how they were, and then he'll get he'll get fresher again being that Ingram will have, you know, let's just say Ingram has 13 carries a game. He'll have 13 carries a game or whatever it may be, and then they'll keep each other fresh again. He just has to, you know, hold the load for the first game, for the first four games, but – He's definitely capable, and also too, man. You got to also look at the running back depth chart. You know, you got Boston Scott from Louisiana Tech, who they drafted. Dude's like a mini Darren Sproles. I mean, when I seen him at Tulane uh, Sunday, this dude had some burners on him. He he hurried up, took the ball to the right hand, to the uh, right flat, and he was gone. Nobody on the defense could stop him because he's just so fast and he's so short that you can't really get an arm on him. So. He's definitely going to be in the mix. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people haven't envisioned this yet, but imagine 
imagine, you know how the Saints had Ingram and Kamara together. Imagine having Kamara, who's obviously fast, shifty, who can, you know, do some things, and imagine uh, Boston Scott on the other side of Drew Brees. So you're in a, you're in a shotgun situation where you got Boston Scott and Kamara in the backfield with Brees. Well, how are you going to stop that with Mike Thomas and Ted Ginn and Meredith Smith? How are you going to stop that? You hmm. know, it's tough. That's going to that's gonna put defenses in a loop. So, um, like I said, man, they still got him. They still got Jonathan Williams. They they signed Terrence West. Terrence West had a, few, a good run that uh, Sunday at the practice. Um, you know, you still got Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen, as we all know, He's that type of running back where he catches the ball out the backfield. He's that, that guy who can catch the ball and just take it upfield. So he's a good pass catcher running back. So, you know, they got options, man. It's not like they don't have any options. They have options. But, you know, there's always going to be – I think there's probably going to be, you know, two men out or three men out as the odd man's out as far as when they make the cuts because – it's going to be tough to keep all of those those running backs on the team, you know. Yeah, it's definitely going to be definitely hard because you're looking at they have like one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight running backs in camp right now. So, yeah, they got uh, a lot, man. They got a lot. They're probably they'll probably obviously they're going to keep Kamara. They'll keep Mark Ingram. Um, you know, as far as Jonathan Williams or or Edmonds or somebody like that, they'll probably keep one of those being that they know the playbook. Uh, from last year because they were with the team. Um, as far as Terrence West and Shane Vereen, it just depends on how Sean Payton's thinking process is. Is he going in thinking, all right, I want to do more, you know, screen passes like how they used to do with Pierre, and let me get Shane Vereen in there, or am I just trying to bulldoze it down people's throat? Well, let me keep Terrence West until Ingram comes back to be the pounder. It just depends, man. Everything changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It changes. So no, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's definitely it's definitely going to be the position to watch. Definitely, um, these next four weeks in training camp. Obviously, running back. Um, like I said, wide receiver too. Like you said, Big T. You know, obviously Mike Thomas and Cameron Meredith and and um, you know, Traquan Smith. Man, has been really balling. He's been balling. I mean, I mean, every practice the dude's been just lighting it up. The other the other day, I think on what Monday, he had a seventy yard. Uh, screen pass for a touchdown, and you can see the how fast he was. So you know it's it's crazy because it's like you look at it and then you're like, man, the Saints haven't had really good draft class in a long time. And then you know last year popped up. You got the offensive rookie, the defensive rookie, you know, and and other guys that came in and were definitely an asset to the team. And then next thing you know, you know you going into this year. Obviously, a lot of people felt like. Oh well, man, they definitely got. They definitely know what they're doing now. Let's see how this draft pans out, and then they they trade up and trade up for next year's first round pick for Marcus Davenport, and then they add Trey Smith, and they add Jamerson, and they add all of these guys. It's like wow, you know, wow. So I don't know. It's definitely gonna. It's definitely gonna be interesting, Big T, to see how it yes, pans it out. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now look, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk about the game tomorrow night. Uh, also, we're going to talk about the Tulane Green Wave, the new, the new season coming up. Uh, also, talk about the Pelicans hiring a big man tonight. So, um, don't get ready, man. You're tuning into Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. Let's get it. 
a man of integrity. Stands tall. He wants to be a tyranny. First off, for personal injury. Give him a call. One man stands tall. Just bust out. Just bust out. He knows the law. He knows the law. Just bust out. Just bust out. He's care of it all. Just bust Dixie RV Superstores is the Gulf South's number one dealer of Tiffin Motorhomes. Dixie RV has the largest selection and savings on Tiffin Motorhomes like the Allegro Open Road, the Allegro Red, Phaeton Allegro Bus, and Zephyr. Tiffin's most luxurious motorhome. Rush into Dixie RV Superstores and Camping World to see the new 2015 models that are arriving daily and check out the savings on all Tiffin Motorhomes. Off I-12, exit 35 in Hammond. Check us out online, DixieRV.com. Dixie RV, helping you retire one weekend at a time. Speedy technician Steve can't do gymnastics, but he can perform car care that's a perfect 10. You see, Steve is an expert speedy technician, so you'll love what he can do. Everything from a quick oil change to brakes, from tune-ups to factory scheduled services and more. Who can do more than change your oil? Speedy can. Go to speedyoil.com today to find the location nearest you. Speedy oil change and auto service. Full service. Full speed. Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXZ Talk Radio. Also broadcast live on the TuneIn app and also on our website at WTXZTalkRadio.com. If you want to hit us up, hit us up at 516-531-9540. Hit us up, let us know what's going on, what's on your mind. We're about to jump into the Jacksonville preseason game of 2018. So, Nader, man, your thoughts going into the first preseason game? Man, like I said, tomorrow's going to be pretty cool. I'm not really caring about who wins or loses. My my biggest concern for tomorrow is getting out of the game healthy, no injuries. Um, but, man, like I said, tomorrow's going to be pretty cool just to see the defense, um, you know, really try to mix it up, uh, especially, especially the first two drives, I guess, if that's how long they're going to play. Just to see if um see how the Jags react. Just to see how the Jags react to the Saints defense and the coverages. Um and you know, the Saints aren't probably I don't know if they're gonna blitz that much, being that it's gonna be the first preseason game, but you know, if they switch it up, I think, you know, 
if they create a turnover against Blake Borders, which he is susceptible to doing, cool to see if they if they do that. But um, going into the game, you know, the Jags definitely have Leonard Fournette. Um, so we'll see how, you know, they contain him for the first couple of drives. Um, and, you know, slowing down the receivers, you know, slowing down their receivers. Um, they lost a couple of receivers this year, but they added Dante Moncrie from the Colts. Um, they lost Alan Hearns. Um, they lost uh, who else? They lost somebody else. Oh, Alan Robinson to the to the Bears. They lost him too. So um, their offense isn't as potent as it was last year, but um, they definitely still can do some damage with Leonard Fournette. That's for sure. But another another thing, looking at the other side of the ball. Definitely got to protect Breeze, keep him clean if he's going to play in the game. I don't know if he is or not yet. They always say it before the game. Um, but if he does, you know, keep him clean. As we all know, that Jags defense is, is going to be crazy. Um, and just watching Michael Thomas um, play on Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey on Michael Thomas, if they if he does play one on one, that's going to be pretty cool to see. Just to see how you know how Mike Thomas can definitely play against him. But um, other than that, man, like I said, just watching the, the third and the fourth and the fifth stringers, just seeing how they come out and play, you know, and just seeing who wants it the, who wants it more because that's what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be players like that who want it more, who want their job, who want to get signed to the active roster. And, um, you know, that that's that's, where I, that's what I'm going to be watching the most. Right, now, I have – uh, five positions that we need to look out for tomorrow during the Jacksonville, playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And these are my five positions here. We're looking at, uh, to get it started off, look at the wide receiver battle. Now, we already know Michael Thomas um, is on his team already. We ain't got to worry about that too much. He's on his team. He's going to be the man. He's going to make it happen. But you got to look at, you know, Cameron, Cameron, narrative. You got to look at Michael, uh, Tommy Lewis, Ted Ginn is, is a guy who's who showed up last year and played really well. Um uh-huh. heard a lot of things. Um Brandon Tate. Um And I think I'm, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting big things from him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm expecting big things from Brandon Tate because obviously Sean Payton said the kick return um job is open and right. you know, Brandon Tate is known as a kick returner, you know, especially when he was with the Bengals. Um, you know, he he was that kick returner, so He's definitely known for that. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, like you said earlier, you brought it up, Tommy Lewis. Tommy Lewis has definitely been playing his ass off the training camp. And definitely, as soon as, as soon as they signed Michael Floyd, man, the next day Tommy Lee Lewis was going crazy in practice. I mean, you think he had every ball. He was going up to get the ball. And as we know, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis isn't that big. I think he's 5'8". He's about what? He's almost an inch taller than me, and right. he was going nuts. Yeah, he was going nuts. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he definitely has something to prove. Um, he definitely could be that punt returner, kick returner. So you know, but also too, you know, Sean Payton was saying, oh, we might put Kamara out there. This, 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 that. I don't know. I don't think Kamara, especially the first four see, weeks. I don't think. You see I don't that. think no, he I needs to be. Yeah, he doesn't need to be kick returning or punt returning those first four weeks because um, because what you call it, you know, you don't want him to get hurt and then we're, we're really lacking at running back, you know? 
Now, another position I looked at is cornerback. Cornerback is another position. And one person I'm really not worried about, but I'm kind of on the fence with, Patrick Robinson. He was here before. Um, He didn't do too well the first time he was here. So, yeah. I mean, we used to hate him when we when we were doing yes. the show. Man, yes, when we, we did, did the show, when we first – I mean, we've been doing the show for nine years. So when he first got with the Saints, man, we we hated him because he just was getting burnt. But the thing is, obviously he left the Saints. He went and signed with the Chargers. And then from the Chargers, he went and signed with the Eagles. Um, is that a good thing? I don't know. Being that I don't know either. Gave, yeah, being that two teams gave up on him that quickly. But – he did win a Super Bowl last year with the Eagles. He did play slot corner instead of outside, which that's what he was here. He was playing uh, left corner. Um, but, I mean, you got to think, you know, being that he went to those two places, um, the coverages, you know, he learned more about defense. He learned more about the coverages. And, and you know, other than that, you know, it's going to help him. It's going to help him. Um, with the Saints. You know, he's been doing pretty decent in training camp, too. He's been holding his own. Uh, he's been holding his own. Other than that, you know, if you, you know, with him, Crawley, and uh, him, Crawley, and Lattimore, that's a solid, that that for sure right there is a solid uh, three corners, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly, exactly. So, so you look I don't at- know, we'll see, but but guys, mm-hmm. guys like Arthur Marlette and Arthur Marlette and um, you know people like that, PJ Williams, they, you know they came out with a report yesterday saying that PJ Williams might be on a trade block um, mm-hmm. if he does good mm-hmm. in preseason, they might trade him. So we'll see what happens, you know. It's gonna be interesting to see how about how how those guys um, how those guys come out, and also another position we looked at is running back. And we know that Alvin Kamara yeah. is going to be running, running the ball a little bit tomorrow night. He's not going to play as much. Um, but you got to look at these guys like Boston Scott and um, Trey Edmonds and, and Zach Lyon. You got to look at those guys and see what they can do to help this team as Mark Ingram be out the first four weeks. And that's going to be huge because you don't want to put too much pressure on Kamara because if you put pressure on him, what pressure does is bust pipes. And we don't want him – to overexert himself in the first four weeks of the season, and then we, we don't have him for a playoff run um, come December and January. So um, it's going to be very important that, you know, like I say, Boston Scott, the Trey Edmonds, Zach Lyon, uh, Shane Vereen, and uh, Terrence West really come out and you see what, which one of those guys can help this team for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, definitely, Big T. We'll definitely see how that pans out. But, yeah, the running back situation is going to be crazy tomorrow. We'll definitely see how Boston's got in our little boys do, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, um, tomorrow night, we're not we're not going to make any predictions on tomorrow night because it's preseason. It's still early. Um, I, I, I want to see good things come out of the, the game tomorrow night. I want to, as Nate said before, I want the guys to come out healthy. You don't want no serious injuries or anything tonight. And uh, I want the guys to play well. I want to see what Sean Payne has up his sleeve to um to get the season started. Definitely, man. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, man. Like I said, 
lot of Saints fans who just woke up this morning were tweeting like, man, Saints football is back tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm ready. It's just I'm excited that football is back in general. You know, a lot of people came out yesterday, and I know we're going to touch on this later on, but a lot of people are like, oh, the NBA schedule came out, and this team is playing this team on this day. And I'm just like, man, listen, put that NBA talk to the back because, man, I'm done with basketball for right now. It's time for football. Ain't nobody trying to hear all of that. I'm not trying to hear about LeBron and Curry. I mean, I'm a Curry fan, but I'm just not trying to hear that stuff right now, you know? Uh-huh. It's it's all about football. It's all about football. It's all about the same fantasy football is about to kick in again. So you know, Big T, when we do the show, once that kicks in, um, you know, a week or two before y'all fantasy draft, we'll give y'all fantasy advice. Man, it's crazy, you know. I'm excited, man. For real, I'm definitely excited. We're definitely excited oh, yeah. uh, for for the new season uh, of of Saints football and football in general. And we we talk. We're going to talk a little bit about the Tulane Green Wave, man. Those guys oh, yeah, are back. Sure. Uh, last season, these guys missed. They missed. I mean, I, I just, I'm still in shock that they missed being bowl eligible by one yard. And, man, they, yard. Showed, they, showed, they showed fight, Big T. I mean, they showed fight the whole year. They showed yes. fight. I mean, even the, US, the UCF game that we went to, uh, man, they showed so much fight against them being a ranked team, and they weren't. And man, they just—you can tell that they have something brewing where they're gonna be—they're gonna be pretty good. Um, so yeah, man, I'm definitely excited about Tulane and covering them this year. Um, and going to the games with you, Big T, it's gonna be pretty crazy. Um, yeah. because you know, last year, man, we watched them and we're seeing them develop, develop, develop. Now it's time for them to put that finishing product out there on the field. Um. And I'm telling you, man, Tulane, Tulane sports is definitely kicking back into high gear. Um, you know, uh, they've been having some down years in the past, but now they're starting to revamp everything and get the, the you know, the for the, the the school back and getting the team and, and adding players here and there. So they're looking nice, man. They're looking nice. They got a good field, a nice field out there at Gilman Stadium. Um, man, and for real, I'm telling you all, if you all listening, Support Tulane this year. They're definitely gonna be doing real, real good, real good. I know it's always, I know it's always the LSU and the Saints and and stuff like that. But listen, it's right here in New Orleans, man. Tulane. I'm telling you, they're gonna do something special this year for sure. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be definitely big. Uh, with the quarterback Johnson Banks, who played a really good season last year, getting into uh, Terrence Ankeley, the wide receiver. Uh, for those guys, they they played. Awesome. And I see, and, and Big T, and I mean, you seen when when, uh, when we went for the flag football game when I played in a flag media flag football game, we walked right past Jonathan Banks, and you had to point him out to me. I was like, damn! I was like, man, he's this dude's huge. He's a big yeah. dude. He's a big dude, real big guy. He can throw the ball. He's very accurate. Uh, he's out of Houston, Texas. The kid can play, and, and I'm looking for big things sure. um, from him this season. Also, y'all look at the tight end position, the senior wide receiver. Um, Charles. Um, oh my God, I can't think of Charles' last name. Tripping, but he, the guy, can play his behind off. He has done some big things for for Tulane. I think this year, watching them practice this year, those guys are ready. They're definitely ready. Yeah, so, um, sure. we're gonna be giving away. We're gonna be giving away Tulane tickets this season. So, uh, check out the station. Check out the show. We're gonna be giving out and Tulane you can catch tickets. Us. And you can and come I'll hang out with us at the game, man. We'll be at the no. game too. We'll be 
be live at the games, me and Big T supporting Tulane, covering Tulane, uh, you know, before games, after games, press conferences. So definitely support us on that. Um, man, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a good year. I'm, I'm I'm excited not only for the Saints, but you know LSU is. Eh, you know LSU. I'm a big. You know I'm an LSU fan, but I don't really expect too much out of them this year. But Telling you, Tulane. I'm excited, definitely excited about this year for sure. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Tulane can do again. Like I said, they missed being bowl eligible by one yard last year. Um, yeah, that I think was crazy. It was it was crazy. So we're gonna look, we're gonna look for big things. And I think Coach Willie, he's really gotten on these guys, and he's really uh, putting some new new schemes. And he talked about this during our media day on yesterday that he he is ready to show the world what Tulane football is all about. So uh, the American Conference better get ready because Tulane is about to brew something and you guys are going to watch them. We'll definitely have to watch Tulane. So, um, what else we got before? Look, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about, um, talk about uh, the Pelicans signing Mr. Okafor, the guy that they've been looking at for years. Looking at years. Um, We're going to talk about that and we get ready to close the show out. Right after that, so um, y'all stay tuned. We're gonna come back. We got more overtime sports talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. Do it on the farm. Barbecue Pringles. Pizza Pringles. You made barbecue pizza. Wow. 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 Add a jalapeno. Spicy barbecue pizza. Wow. 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 Well, you can stack different flavors. Nobody asked you, Kevin. Wow. Stack flavors, make new ones. Experience the blend of refined craftsmanship and raw power. New innovation and a tradition of excellence. Luxury and performance engineered to take the crown. Presenting the all-new Lexus LS500 and LS500H. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Finally got me, Ben. What's that, Rick? The Clark Street Crater, the mother of all potholes. For decades, it's tormented the people of this town. They try to fill it, but it always returns. Got me good. But you know, State Farm's got you, too. Yeah? You hear that? You ain't nothing! Are you trash-talking a pothole? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm. Jamie wanted a taste of the real New Orleans, and we just couldn't say no to that face. Then we wanted more of that local flavor. So Betty says, oh yeah, that's Betty. You're gonna wanna do this alligator thing. And Betty didn't lead us wrong. A little later, we passed some dancing. And who doesn't like dancing? Especially when it's followed by fireworks. 
Everyone's NOLA is different. Follow yours. Thomas G, formerly the artist formerly known as Thomas Big T. <laughs> um, well, you ain't big, you ain't Big T no more, boy. You small. <laughs> oh man, with your boy, fourth director Nate Murphy, we definitely getting it in tonight. Uh, it's been a great show. Season nine premiered tonight. It's been a great one. Uh, nine seasons of Overtime Sports Talk. We want to thank everyone for all their love, all their support. Uh, it's been, it's been also great. Too, it's also been. Too. Also, too, Big T, I want to give a big shout-out since we talked about Tulane, man. Big shout-out to Tulane for having me um, in the flag football game yeah, um, this, past yeah, one, yeah. this past Wednesday. Yes, yeah. we had a great time. Uh, Nader had a, a safety that turned the game around, so Nader was uh, our MVP. I didn't play. Ooh, I was coach. Boy. I was put the that, coach. I put, that, I, put that, I put that Cam Jordan move on them, boy. They didn't <laughs> I had, I got it. I've been, I've been, I've been watching film. Big T, I had it in, in my arsenal. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Oh, That's what's up. Nah, man, but uh, big shout out, big shout out to him for having us, man. A big shout out to all the media that was there and who was on the team um, from Fountain and WDSU and WWL, man. Big shout out to all them boys. But yeah, it was fun, Big T. Definitely. And also, time. too, one more, one more, one more shout out, too. I want to give a big shout out to Alvin Kamara. We forgot to bring this up, but Alvin Kamara had an interview with um I think it was Bleacher Report and they released it today and they were asking him about the Minnesota game and he was like, Man, that was some fluke stuff and he was like, um he was like, if we would have beat Minnesota, we would have went on to beat the shit out the Eagles. Um and it was like really, really crazy and he was like he said, Fuck Minnesota So that was crazy. Dang, like you said he said, Fuck Minnesota um We'll get them back, and this, 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 that. So, man, that that was crazy. And that was uh, that dude was crazy. He's a crazy dude. So, uh, that, was, that was pretty yeah, cool. Shout out, shout out to Nada again, because Nada did a great job in the in the uh, the flag football game. The media won 35-21 against the uh, Tulane staff. It was a lot of fun, man. And we can't wait till next year we can get out there. And yeah, do it for again. sure. So let's talk about the Pelicans real quick. We got uh, two more minutes left in the show. Let's uh, it's been a crazy offseason for the Pelicans. Um, from losing Marcus Cousins, which I think was a crazy. I don't. I don't know who to believe in this situation. Uh, we hadn't talked about this this offseason, but you know, we we heard reports that the Pelicans did not offer uh, DeMarcus Cousins a contract. Then the report came out that they offered him a contract, a two-year, yep. forty million dollar deal uh, that he mm-hmm. turned down right before the season ended. Um, yep. So I don't know who to believe in this. Then he goes on to sign well, a one-year, $5 million deal with the Golden State Warriors. Now, Thoughts? the thing about it is I, I do believe, you know, once he had the injury, and I was actually at that game against Houston where he had the injury, um, 
you know, he had the injury. They tried to offer him. They offered him the two-year $40 million, which is true. They did offer that to him. He, he declined it. Reason being was is because he thought by getting back into free, getting going into free agency, he knew that a lot of people were going to get signed. He knew that he his name, you know, his name pretty much hold, held weight. So he, that's why he thought, man, I probably could go into free agency, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, get a team that will offer me a lot more money, and then I could come back to the Pelicans and say, hey, this team offered me, you know, for two years, you know, two years, $45 million, or two years, $50 million, You know what I'm saying? And if they're going to definitely match it, you know, that would have been more money in his pocket. So that that that's what he thought was going to happen. That didn't happen. What mm-hmm. happened was he, he he had teams call and ask uh, for him and ask to offer him a deal. They were lowballing him. Well, when he looked at his options, it looked like the Pelicans didn't want him. Why? Because they already had offered him the contract. Right, they exactly. offered it to him. They offered it to him in the, in the middle of the season. So they offered it to him. Obviously, the Pelicans went on to do good without him and make it to the second round of the playoffs. Pretty much said, and and he talked to Anthony Davis too about it. And Anthony Davis said, said, hey, let's just keep what we got. Keep right. what we got. So that's why he didn't sign back. Well, when he looked at his options, he said, oh well, he had the Celtics. He had the Celtics reach out to him. Um, he had uh, the Warriors, and he actually reached out to the Warriors. And his whole thing is this, Big T. And you know, a lot of people are gonna say he's ring chasing, which is that's true. He is. And I'm I like Golden. I mean I like Curry, but I root for Golden State. But like, he is ring chasing. He wants a ring. The dude, if you look at it, if you look at his history, the dude has never been to the playoffs. Never. Right. Like being being last year on the Pelicans, being that he was there on the sidelines watching the playoffs, that's cool. But he's never literally played in the playoffs. So his whole mentality is, I'm a free agent, right? I'm gonna sign a one year deal with them for five million. I'm still making five million. What a lot of people don't realize, too, Big T, is that, number one, the two might not even play till February, March. Right, exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, basically, you're making $5 million just to play three, four months. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you know, you're making a million dollars a month to play basketball. Like, that's not bad. So, no, no, no. and the dude ain't hurting for money. He got money. But the thing is, he's thinking about it. I go to the Warriors. They, we win the championship. I get a ring. I play in the playoffs. Then I go sign with another team for however much money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's yep. already he he's good. That's he's good. He got his ring, he got his money, and he's good. He could chill. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's his whole thought process. So yeah, you know a lot of people went on on him, and I get it. The same thing they did about KD, something with the Warriors. I get it. But at the end of the day, like I say, Big T, and I'm not just saying this because I like the Warriors, but. Listen, you still got to go out there and win the championship. It's not like, oh, it's just a given. Like, Houston gave Golden State a run for their money last year. You know what I'm saying? That 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 Western Conference Finals, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, they might have lost that series. Not lost. You know they what I'm saying? They could have yeah, lost the series. But, you know, also, too, what a lot of people have to realize, too, Big T, is this. The Warriors aren't going to sit there and just get worse. You know what I'm saying? They're not just going to sit there and let their team crumble. And then they, you know, and then they're like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like, all right, we lost we lost Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. What are we going to do now? They're not going to do that. They're going to try mm-hmm. to keep their team intact and keep, keep adding to their to their roster. 
to make them, give them the best shot to win the championship. And that's what they've been doing. So it's kind of like the Saints. It's kind of like the Saints, Big T. It's kind of like if the Saints go out and sign Odell Beckham and put him with Mike Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. All right, you left You left that team. You left the Giants to come to the Saints. Obviously, it's your hometown team, but imagine that offense with Odell Beckham, Drew Brees, um, Kamara, Mark Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody would complain as far as Saints fans. Nobody's going to complain and say, man, that's, you know, that's crazy. No, we're going to say, hell yeah, we're going to be rowdy. But other teams, you know, be like, man, what the fuck? Come on, dog. That shit ain't fair. That shit ain't fair. That's how the NBA is right now. You know what I'm saying? See, the so, NBA is not like tough. the NBA is not like it used to be. Yeah, Michael playing not, against Larry Bird and no. Ewan. It's, 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 it's not. It's not, not going to be like that. It's, it's not going to be like that anymore, Big T, because, number one, the game is called differently. The game is called differently, mm-hmm. right? The fouls are different, you know? And it's like it's 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 not the same way, you know? They had, they had Jordan going up, up against the bad boys. You know, the bad boys were playing with him and chilling him, you know. And then what you call it? And then, you know, you had, you had all these players, Barkley and, and all these guys just going at it, you know. So mm-hmm. it's different. It was tough. It was tough. But now, you know, it's different. You know, everybody wants to win a ring. They want to just put, you know, they want to shoot threes, jack up threes all day. Back, back in the G, they used to play defense, you know. They used to play tough defense, you know. The Pistons. A lot of people who don't know about basketball, the Pistons were the were the squad back then. I mean, the Pistons really had Michael Jordan's number, and until the Pistons broke up, you know, with Dennis Rodman leaving and 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 um, and, and all of these guys leaving, that's when Michael. That's when the gates were open for Michael Jordan. That's when Michael Jordan went crazy and winning all of those championships because Detroit mm-hmm. knew how to play Michael Jordan. You know. They knew how to be aggressive with Michael Jordan. Now it's like, you know, teams are playing, they're playing, you know, I don't want to say it on the air, but they're playing that, that, that poo-poo ball, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. all right, let's just jack up a three, which is cool, you know, to see Steph Curry shoot it from almost half court or at half court and make it without any problems. That's, you know, that's 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 wild, you know. But that's just what the game has evolved into, you know. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the Pelicans picked up Jaleel Okafor today. He's, yep, um, a good move, good move. A real, 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 real good move. He's, he's a young guy, 22 years old, young. And they wanted to sign him. They wanted to draft him a few years ago and yep. uh, couldn't, didn't get a chance to draft him. But he's a guy who I think can come in and help this, this, this offense, help the defense yeah, he's offense. Gonna, he's, he's definitely going to push Czech Diallo for a spot. He's definitely yeah. going to try to bring the best out of Czech Diallo, you know. Check the Allen, in my opinion, it doesn't really have – I mean, he's good. He's, I mean, he's all right. But I think that with him coming into the mix, that's going to make the Allen better and push the Allen even more. So that's going to be good for him. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, still, you got to look at the Pelicans' moves. You know, a lot of people say, oh, they lost to Marcus Cousins, this or that. That's not the case. Like, they still got a solid team, you know. They still got a solid team with Meritage and Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. You know, they still got, you know, all of these other guys, Etwan Moore and, and, and these guys. But then you also have to look, they added uh, Julius Randle, who the, the Pelicans want to move move up and up the court fast. So, you know, because Alvin Gentry comes from that Golden State offense from Steve Kerr. So they want to move that ball up the court. Well, Julius Randle is the guy who 
who's fast, who can do that. They can lob it to him, and he's dunking it. He, you know, he can get in the post and, 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 and do his thing. You know, they got players like that. So, you know, they have players on the team that they've added where, you know, you're going to be straight. You got Alfred Payton, who they added. He wants to push the ball up the court, too. So you got players like that. The Pelicans are still going to be a playoff team. They're in the they're, if you look at the rankings that already came out going into this year, they're like number six or seven going into this year, which isn't bad. You know, they should be a little bit higher, but you know, obviously LeBron went to the Lakers. A lot of people are expecting a lot from the Lakers. So that's why, you know, they kinda of fell down at one or two spots. But other than that, they got a solid team. They got a solid team. They definitely can do what they did last year. Push Golden State, can they push Houston? I don't know. I don't think so. But at the same time, you never know with the NBA, just like last year. Houston almost beat Golden State if it wasn't for Chris Paul's injury, hamstring injury, you know? So anything right. possible. I mean, who, who thought the Pelicans were going to sweep the uh, the Blazers? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Like, who even thought that? Like, it, the NBA, you know, a lot of that's why I said a lot of people say, oh, well, it's going to be Golden State. It's going to be Golden State and the Celtics. So it's going to be Golden State and Toronto. It's going to be Golden State and the Sixers. Hey, the East is wide open now. You're right. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be the Celtics. But the the West is just, it's a grind, man. They're, you got teams beating the shit out of each other every single night. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the season openers. Just look at the season openers so far that just came out today. You got, you got OKC playing the Warriors opening night, okay, in Golden State. That's the first game, right? You you got the late you got the Pelicans playing Houston, okay. You got the Lakers playing Houston on the Saturday night game. I mean, you just got teams. You got Golden State playing the Jazz so in Utah. I mean, you got teams. I mean, there's games out there just to kick off the season where you got Western Conference teams beating the shit out of each other just to start the season off. Oh, see, so, right, exactly. So I mean, you know what I'm saying. So and you know. You got your Eastern Conference, you know, the Eastern Conference. You got your teams like the Sixers and the Celtics playing in opening night and things like that. But, I mean, still, the Celtics are going to be dangerous this year, being that they got Gordon Hayward back. They re-signed Marcus Smart. They got Kyrie coming back. They got um, Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. They got Al Horford. I mean, they got a squad. And that's, mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you if you were to watch a Golden State Celtics uh, final. That would be a long-ass final because I'm yeah, telling you, it ain't be. guaranteed for And I'm mm-hmm. saying this, and I like Golden State. It won't be guaranteed Golden State wins, I'm telling you. I know. So, that's huge. Uh, we're going to see how the Pelicans work it out this season, how things are falling in play for those guys. Yeah. So, before we get out of here, I want to ask you, you know, paint on this, Nate, and we may have to be politically correct. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, uh, how can I... Can I put this out there? What are your thoughts and your feelings about two NFL teams having male cheerleaders now? The Rams and our our Saints. Your thoughts on that, dude? Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't really like, I don't really like the the fact that they have it. Um, I'm not too, and it's not that you know I'm homophobic or anything like that, but it, I just don't, I just don't see it. You know, I just I, I just don't think it should be a part of the game. And also, too, like, you know, if you go back to the whole Michael Sam thing, you know, Michael Sam signed with the Rams, you know, a lot of people were downgrading the man because he was gay and, 
they didn't really give him a shot because he was gay and da da da. Well, it's the same thing, you know. It's kind of like it's like y'all. It's kind of like setting yourself up to, for failure, you know, because number mm-hmm. one, y'all sit there and y'all sit there and complain about people kneeling for the for the anthem, not knowing why they're kneeling. Right. right. They're kneeling because there's injustices going on in the world. The police are killing innocent black people. Right. So they, so people complain about that type of stuff. But then when there's a, a, a guy cheerleader, you know, a gay cheerleader coming in, nobody complains about stuff nah. like that. Why? Let me tell you nah, why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, Big T. The reason why is this. This society that we live in, right, has has now are now comfortable to the fact that people are, you know, different, that they are, that they, you know, they are gay or whatever the case may be. So that's the thing. People, people are comfortable with that now, you know, but it's kind of like, I just don't get it. It's like you're comfortable with that. And hey, everybody's everybody. Everybody has their own life. They do their own thing. There's nothing wrong with it. You do your own thing. Everybody else do their own thing. There's nothing wrong with being gay. You mean you know what I'm saying? Like that's to I don't me personally. Know. Now, I don't personally, know if he, they see, I don't, I don't feel like yeah. Me personally, when those people live their lives, they live their lives. All right. As long as you don't come, you know, come by me with that crazy stuff, I'm cool. But other than that, like it just bothers me that people don't complain about gay cheerleaders now, but they still complain about the anthem. Right. No, I, I, I totally understand. I totally understand what you're saying. And like I said before, I don't know if he's gay or not. If he is, that's that's him. That's all about what you know. I'm not here to judge him. I'm I'm kind of on the fence with it. I'm on to each his own. Um, but it is funny that you know people don't complain about that, um, but they complain about players uh, protesting injustice. In this country, and you know, I guess because the person that's running the country right now is an asshole. Um, he is. Guess, he's definitely an asshole. I mean, you know, he's more focused on NBA players that are making yeah, NBA players who are making a change and building schools and and trying to do stuff for the community. He's more worried about that than fixing the damn country. You know, right. shut your fucking mouth, shut your mouth, and fix the country. You know, but you know what's crazy? Crazy thing is this. All those fucking racist ass people that voted for him, thinking that there was he was gonna make a change, there every first last one of them has said, and I'm just telling you from just experiences, especially here in Louisiana, because a lot of people in Louisiana voted for him. A lot of people that I know who, who voted for him are regretting that vote. They're regretting oh, yeah. it bad. They're regretting it because they know. And you know what's fucked up about this world that we live in is this. You know, listen. And I and I I've, I've always tweeted this and I and I don't care how people feel but listen to this it doesn't matter if you're white black purple red brown orange whatever color you are whatever ethnicity you are whatever race you are whatever it may be listen at the end of the day if you guys if this world that we live in if these people were in their Bible or if they were in their Quran or if they were in whatever they believe in right they would know that. We are all brothers and sisters at the end of the day, okay? That's number one, regardless of color or whatever. We're brother and sister at the end of the day, okay? When you die, when you go to heaven or you go to hell, 
You know, you're not going to be worried about if somebody's black, if somebody's white, if somebody's Muslim, if somebody's Asian or somebody's whatever, Hispanic. You're not going to be worried about that. See, uh, see what, what, what messes up people in this day and age is this. They live for they live for this life. They live for this life, not knowing and not realizing that there's a life after this one. After okay? this, yes. The, the number one goal in life as a human being, and most people don't know this, if you ask them, the number one goal in this life is to do good, to do positive things, to do things like LeBron James, giving back to the community, building schools for kids that is going to last. Once this man passes on and dies, his school is still going to be there regardless. And why? And he's still going to be making an impact on the community, not even on this earth anymore. That's what people don't understand. That's the number one goal in life is to leave a mark to, and for people – because um, God put us here temporary. What we do here is what's going to help us in the afterlife. If you're a person that's out there shooting up people and doing wild things and doing robberies and stuff like that, you ain't going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? You're going straight to hell, you know? And I hate when, like, people, like, and the one thing, Big T, that it just amazes me, like, people make T-shirts of people like R.I.P. to such and such and put a picture of that person on their shirt and saying R.I.P. to was was murdered 15 people and did this and did this and he, they put like the heaven angels on the shirt like you think that motherfucker going to heaven y'all crazy you know what i'm saying like <laughs> that's, that's what turns me off but going back to the point like going back to the point big t is like listen we all brothers and sisters we all here to make a mark you know what i'm saying make a positive mark and a positive impact not sit there and be you know ridiculing somebody who's trying to make a change in the community that's crazy so as a as a president you know what I'm saying? As a president, you need to shut the fuck up and do what you got to do and run the damn country for your four years and then get your ugly ass out the fucking White House and bring Joe Biden and let Obama be the vice president and let's get this shit rolling back hot water. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Man, we've had a great show tonight, man. It's definitely been a lot of fun. Uh, Nate, anything you <laughs> the remark before we get out of here? Nah, man, I'm just excited about the Saints game tomorrow. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, oh man, I know the tweets. I know the tweets gonna be coming at me tonight, but yeah, it is what it is. Man. Uh, man, it's been a great show tonight, man. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all on next Wednesday. We're gonna cover uh, the Jacksonville game. We'll talk about uh, the the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we'll also jump into the. I think uh, they play the Cardinals uh, next week. So. Uh, yep. Thank you for listening, man. Again, that was the season nine premiere. Uh, y'all be good, and we'll see y'all next Wednesday right here on WTXZ Talk Radio. You've been tuned in to Overtime Sports Talk. Who that? We ain't got M's in the bank like yes, indeed. Cardio glasses, I won't even peek at you. Yellow Ferrari like Pikachu. I got on waiting and watching what he gonna do. Trying to pee what I do, trying to steal my moves. 2500 for a new pair of tennis shoes. The same price I can make them young and come and finish you. Though you're being charged, he a jewelry like his voodoo. Real dope boy, 100,000 in his visa. President's attention, slide by, we don't see you. I've been getting money, I ain't worried about what he do. I'm getting money like I'm from the ages. Man, Dre by the drop, man, this shit gon' go crazy. They know I'm the truth, coming straight from the basement. I'm straight as a street, man, I come from the pavement. A million and hundreds, it make them go crazy. Wham, 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 bitch on the baby. Brand new whip, got no keys. Tell them my clothes, no stash, please. Soon as I nut, you can go leave. Got M's in the bank, like, yes, indeed. Me and my dog going off the way. When you're living like this, they supposed to have. Brand new whip, got no keys. Tell them my 
my clothes, no stops, please. Soon as I nut, you can go. Please, got M's in the bank, like yes, indeed. Me and my dog going off the way. When you're living like this, they supposed to have. OBO Sound Radio. Yeah. Fix, fix, fix. The dash is digi, the schedule busy My head in a hoodie, my shorty a goodie My cousins are crazy, my cousins like boogie Life is amazing, it is what it should be Been here for ten, but I feel like a rookie I tell her look up, cause it's snowing and cookie Book for three years, man, you can't even book me It's me and little baby, this shit going crazy Easy to cook it, easy at night